0: Hello podcast listeners, it's Ophira Guess what? We are going on the road Ask Me Another is coming to you We're going to be at C2E2 the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo on March 18th and at the Bob Carr Theater in Orlando, Florida on March 30th So for more information just go to mprpresents.org
1: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. You know our VIP from his stand up comedy specials and his books, Dad is Fat and Food, a Love Story. His comedy focuses on his life. He's just a typical guy with a wife, five children, all under the age of 12, all living in a tiny New York apartment, only two bedrooms, on the fifth floor of an elevatorless building. And if that's what it takes to get a TV show, I say that guy deserves it. <laughs> Our VIP is Jim Gaffigan. Our first game is called Forget This Mother-Father Game. And here to play it are AJ Ventura and Pete Lambro. Now, I don't think we've actually had this before. AJ, Pete, you guys are co-workers. Yes, yes we are. we have decided to compete against each other.
1: It's uh, it's a friendly competition.
0: It's friendly? No. That's that's what you say, Pete. AJ?
1: I prefer to win.
2: It's okay.
0: (laughs) You both work at In-Demand Network? Yes. yes and what right. do you do, AJ?
2: I am a video editor, For and I make like a bunch of spots and all that kind of stuff.
0: Nice. Pete?
1: I am in IT. I fix the things he breaks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so this game is called Forget This Mother-Father Game because... When movies are aired on network television or on airplanes, salty language is often dubbed over to make them appropriate, and the results can be a bit confusing, so we're going to give you the actual edited-for-television line, and you have to tell us the movie it is from.
1: Yes. Let's go
0: to our house musician, Jonathan Colton, master of music and language, for an example.
1: Yes, of course. Thank you. Very kind (laughs) thing for you to say. So if I said, in this 1996 Coen Brothers film, Steve Buscemi yells, I gave simple, fruitful instructions. (laughs) That would be from the movie Fargo.
0: So we want the movie, not the original (laughs) line. And of course, the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. In this 1986 movie about a kid skipping school, you'll hear, pardon my French, but you're an aardvark. (laughs) AJ.
2: Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
0: That's right, yeah. The dubbers thought, you know, of all the jerks in the animal world. (laughs) Aardvarks are just notorious. They're just the worst. Yeah. As Michelle the band geek in this raunchy 1999 comedy, Alison Hannigan shares this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my mouth. <laughs> AJ.
2: American pie.
0: Yes, exactly. Well done. <laughs> that sounds like what actually happens at band camp, by the way. <laughs> As Axel Foley in this 1984 film, Eddie Murphy says, This is Bozo, man. And he's not talking about Bozo the clown. AJ, Pete, I'm sorry, you keep looking at AJ like, What the heck is going on he's here? Trying to put he's the
1: pressure he's, he's uh, got the buzzer technology down. I haven't cracked it yet. Beverly Hills Cop?
0: It is Beverly Hills Cop. All right. <laughs> Here's your next question. In this 1994 comedy about two idiots who stumbled on a kidnapping, Jim Carrey tells Jeff Daniels where he can sign to end their friendship. Write on my sandwich after you kiss it. <laughs> Pete.
1: Is it uh, Dumb and Dumber?
0: It is Dumb and Dumber, correct.
1: I got that, I got so you push down. You push down, yeah.
0: You gotta push down?
1: And the button, you push the button.
0: Yeah, I what were it. you doing before?
1: Couldn't even tell you. <laughs> You work in IT, is that (laughs) correct? I'm new, yeah. In this
3: 1987
0: film, Mel Gibson tells a drug dealer, now that's a real badge. I'm a real cop, and this is a real firing gun. Pete. It's a lethal weapon? (laughs) Yes, it is. Well done, yes. (laughs) As opposed to those guns with the little flags that come out. (laughs) Bang! Yeah. In this 1989 Kevin Costner baseball movie, it features the line, Ty Cobb wanted to play, but none of us could stand that son of a squid. (laughs) Pete. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. All right, this is your last clue. In this 2006 film, Samuel L. Jackson proclaims, I have had it with this monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. AJ.
2: Snakes on a plane?
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
2: Huzziger Archung,
0: how did our contestants do?
2: Well, the winner of this mother fathering round was AJ. Congratulations, you're moving on to our final round. Ooh.
0: Our next game is called Tasty Sayings. Let's say hello to our contestants, Rachel Lodi and Josh Wallfish. <laughs> Rachel, is there any food that you can't eat or has been ruined for you once you found out what, what, how it's prepared or how it's sourced or what's in it?
4: Well, I'm pretty sure I can't eat scallops.
0: Oh yeah, wine. What's wrong with scallops? Well, my mom says I'm not allergic, but every time I eat them, I throw up and get hives. So I stay away. Your from mom them. sounds mean. <laughs> just saying. I think she just wanted me to finish my dinner that night, <laughs> and ever since I've right. stayed away. You're sneezing. She's like, "Well, it's not the cat. <laughs> keeping the cat." Josh, how about you? Any food? It's funny
1: you mentioned cats because there's a cat Chinese ra- there, there, no, there's a Chinese restaurant in my hometown that I can't go to anymore because I read a newspaper article that they were found using cat. No way. I swear. Really? Yep.
0: And they're still in operation. No, they're
1: not. They're not in operation anymore. Thank God. But
0: after the how long after the article came uh,
1: out? Probably within
0: four or five months. We, we 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 were seeing. A few people were like, "It's fine by me." A little soy sauce, delish.
1: The wheels of justice uh, <laughs> sometimes turn very slowly. <laughs> A lot of common sayings involve food, and here is why: it's because you put food in the same place that words come out. And later, before this airs, we will replace that with an actual joke. (laughs) In the meantime, we're going to rephrase some food idioms, and you have to give us the common saying. All right, Puzzle Guru Archung, how about an example?
2: So if we said, I'm a lazy tuber sprouting on the upholstered piece of furniture intended to seat multiple people, the phrase we're looking for is couch potato.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Wow, that unsettled, unsettled you guys more than I thought it would. The winner will move on to our final round. Are you ready? Okay. Making money is easy on this savory sauce transportation. Savory sauce transportation. Making money. Keep on riding it because... Go ahead and ride that savory sauce transportation. Because you're making money. And you don't want it to stop. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. Ah, yes, Rachel. Gravy. We're looking for the the entire phrase, making money is easy. On On the... Go ahead.
4: On the gravy train? Gravy train!
1: (laughs) Getting the day off was a bonus. Like the sweet glaze on a flour-based baked good. Josh. Icing on the cake? Icing on the cake is correct. This fog is as dense as a viscous liquid with a spherical green legume as the primary ingredient. Josh. Fog as thick as pea soup? Thick as pea soup is what we are looking for you time. Your defective oval object laid by a female bird.
2: Things laid by a bird. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Rachel. Egg. (laughs) A A bird does lay an egg. You are technically correct about that. That is not what we're looking for. Just because I like you, Rachel, I'm going to give it to you again. You're a defective oval object laid by a female bird.
0: Bad egg. Bad egg, yeah.
1: This internet connection is as speedy as a byproduct of sugar traveling during the first month of the year. Oh, boy. (laughs) Josh. Slow as molasses in January. Yes, that's right. These honor students are the thick, fatty liquid at the top of the harvest. Josh. Cream of the crop. You got it. You will all be relieved to hear this is the last clue. (laughs) You are a dense edible kernel that requires a great deal of effort to access.
2: You might be allergic to these dense edible kernels.
0: I
1: am.
4: Rachel? I buzzed
0: in early.
1: Thank you for being honest. Do you have an answer that you'd like to give? Now that you have buzzed in?
3: (laughs) Scallops. It's
1: a fantastic callback, but the incorrect response. Josh, Josh, do you know the answer? I have no idea. What we're looking for was a tough nut to crack. Uh, Boo. Art Chung, how did our contestants do? Well, that was a tough game
2: to crack, but Josh was our winner. Congratulations, you'll be moving on.
0: Coming up, we'll find out how Jim Gaffigan prepared for his role as Jim Gaffigan in the Jim Gaffigan Show. So stick around, I'm Ofira Eisenberg from NPR. support for this podcast and the following message comes from chipotle for 22 years chipotle has been committed to changing the norms of fast food by sourcing and serving real quality ingredients cooked with classic cooking techniques but real food comes with real challenges so when it comes to safety rather than follow the norm chipotle's changing it again by adopting unprecedented new safety standards designed to put them well beyond current fast food norms because they believe when it comes to food higher norms should be the norm we'd like to say a quick thank you and share a message from one of our sponsors slender tone offering the slender tone connect abs a smart abdominal muscle toner designed to actively engage and tone core muscles the Slendertone Connect Abs delivers electrical muscle stimulation technology in an interactive mobile app and online experience where you can set goals and monitor daily progress. Ask Me and other listeners can now receive 20% off all abdominal toners at checkout. Just go to slendertone.com and use the promo code CONNECTABS. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me are the creators of The Jim Gaffigan Show, Jim and Jeannie Gaffigan. Thank you. Congratulations on the new show on TV Land.
5: Thank you. Thank you. It is
0: autobiographical about your lives raising five kids in a small two-bedroom apartment in New York. Yes. How, how autobiographical is it actually?
5: Well, I, um, uh, I'm i better looking in real life. <laughs> um, but I would say all the stories uh, that Jeannie and I came up with were inspired from things that happened to us. I mean, we are parents, but... It's not, it's not full house. You know? I don't want people to think like they yeah, have five we, kids. We
4: do have five kids. Right. And we yeah. do you know, live in Manhattan. And we definitely did the two-bedroom apartment with the five kids. How close is the apartment
0: to the actual apartment that you lived in?
4: It's an exact replica. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. So we, um, like my mother, who has stayed in our apartment many times, asked me how we got all those cameras up to our apartment. So it was literally designers and architects came over and measured the entire apartment and then rebuilt it on a soundstage. stage. That's pretty so, incredible, yeah. yeah. I can tell everyone's very excited about that. Yeah. But it is, it, like what Jim was saying is that it's not like um, the Cosby show or something. It's like the kids are little. So it's yeah. mostly about us dealing with they're essentially parenting. props. I read somewhere that you went with TV Land
0: because they gave you ultimate creative control. Yeah. What did other networks try to do to your life to change it from... They're
5: evil, they're the, Satan. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. Look, I, I played a character named Jim Gaffigan on a show 15 years ago, and I didn't have control over what I said. And I would pitch lines, and the the writers in the network be like, I don't know if he'd say that. <laughs> so, Let
4: the writers handle this.
5: So Jeannie and I had gone through this process with a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, through the network model, and when we were presented an opportunity to go to TV Land. We said we'd be happy to do it, but we, we want the authority to do the show that we want. We're not going to do Hot in Cleveland. We're going to do... And not, not that there's anything wrong with Hot in Cleveland. I mean, there are things wrong with it. <laughs> but the, we wanted to do a show that Jeannie and I wanted to do, and they were like, go ahead, do, do we'll what you want. And we'll pay for
4: it. As yeah. in, they will pay for it.
5: It was financial negligence on their part. Yeah. Really, they
4: gave us a lot of money to do this show.
0: Yeah.
4: And just gave it to us.
0: I mean, what's one thing? Do you want a larger writing staff? Do you want a larger production staff? Like, you say you're doing everything well, yourself. Well, he,
4: he just doesn't want that. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't want that. Like, I'm like, you know, a writing staff might help. And he's mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah. We have to be... Because here's the now thing... Now I
5: feel like we're in marriage counseling.
4: We are. <laughs> Wait, I thought, I thought that's what I'll this was. Out. She's wrong. <laughs> How
0: long have you been married? I don't know. <laughs> Eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. Jeannie, how well would you say you know your husband, Jim?
4: How well? How well? Um, you know, probably really well.
5: I mean, can I just say before we get into this that sure. Jeannie... You know, Jeannie is an amazing... She's a very attractive woman, and she's very thin, and I know I look like I had two wives and I ate one of them. <laughs> but... I want to be clear here that she, she's my partner in everything. You know, we do everything together. She's my writing partner. She's, she's intelligent. She's uh, creative.
4: <laughs> here it comes. I
5: can't read your handwriting. <laughs> but most importantly, whatever you take away from this, understand that she is an amazing first wife. There you go. And... I want you all to know that. I'm sorry to interrupt. Jeannie, according to you, who wears the pants in this relationship? Um definitely Jim. Definitely Jim. And that is not sexism, <laughs> all right? That is simply because I'm the man. <laughs>
4: I'm very bossy. I definitely am. But yeah, final decision. Nice. I'm
5: terrified of this person. And I'm
4: t- but, listen, but listen, he won't let me drive
5: I w- when he's in the car. I don't want to die. This is what it is. All right, she can drive my kids around. That's I don't fine. That. That's
4: fine.
0: Jim, we're going to subject you to your own Ask Me Another Challenge oh. a little later in the show. Okay. But right now, we are going to give Jeannie a little test here. Great. Oh. Are, are you ready? It's not a pregnancy Just,
4: test. <laughs> Hopefully not. As long as it doesn't have the January part. I got the beginning, no. Oh but yeah, 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 yeah. that was not, this, this, I didn't follow this that. This is
0: actually our version of the newlywed game, uh, okay. except it's only for couples who have been married over a decade and oh. have five kids. It's very specialized. Oh, lucky. oh very good. lucky for me. So we've asked Jim before the show a series of soul-searching questions.
4: Oh, come on.
0: And all you have to do, Jeannie, is guess how Jim answered oh, these no. questions. Okay. For example, if we asked Jim what his favorite hot pocket filling is, is it <gasps> hickory ham and cheddar or the signature pepperoni pizza, what do you think Jim would say? You're asking me a hot pocket question? Yeah. <laughs> he answered a hot pocket no, question. No, he didn't, but I'm just using this as an example, oh,
5: a dry okay. run.
4: Oh, um, ham and cheese. And Jim, how would you answer that?
5: I would say I haven't had a hot pocket in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, ham and cheese. All right, is there right.
0: you go. Now, Jeannie, if you get enough right, Jim has uh, offered to babysit the kids for a year and give you $100 million.
4: But can I drive?
0: No. <laughs> According to Jim, which of you is a bigger pushover when it comes to your kids? Jeannie? Me.
5: And that's... By the way, that's because she has compassion. <laughs> I, I, you know, there, there's too many of them.
4: But that's according to Jim. That was yes. the important part of that question. Right. My answer would be me. According to you... It's Jim. He's the bigger pushover? He is, but according to Jim, it's me. I well, know it, that.
5: It depends. Look, and, you know, again, look, little girls are different from little boys. And, I'll, and allow me to explain before you start killing me. <laughs> When you have a little girl, they're angelic, and, and they're intelligent, and, and little boys are monsters. <laughs> so when you have a little girl, as a parent, you think, I should probably save for med school. And when you have a little boy, you think, there's going to be a couple rounds of rehab. <laughs> so I am pretty strict with the boys, and maybe I'm a little bit of a pushover with the girls
4: but the answer was according to Jim I'm the bigger pushover is that correct yeah or do I find yeah you the got end? it okay, right great. absolutely oh thank God. you uh, thank you very much I love that
0: you brought it back to great Jim that's very good did I get the answer yeah, right because I just because want
4: to know that's all I'm playing a game for, here is the points and the million dollars hundred which, million which Disney princess
0: did Jim say he was the most attracted to
4: <laughs> um first of all ick um yeah. Second of all, um, was it Belle? Belle. You know, oh, wait a minute. The real Jim you know or the creepy Jim? Was it Jasmine? Can I say something? I bet something. it was Jasmine. I do not. Like, Jim has a little bit of, like, the Can I say Jasmine something?
5: Thing, you know I'm saying? I see the Disney princesses as someone's daughter, someone's sister. Yeah, it is a creepy question. Yes. All right. And yes, he did answer Jasmine.
0: Which little habit of Jim's did he say annoyed you the most? Oh, my God. There's
4: so many choices.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't get that impression.
4: Um, it would be um, A, gum disposal.
0: Whoa.
3: Or
4: lack thereof gum disposal. Mm. Or his eating habits. It's either gum disposal or eating habits. And when you say eating habits, can you uh, elaborate on that a little um, bit? Unhealthy choices... In eating okay. all the time. And I'm not a nag, I just think it's not, you know, safe.
5: Hey, I agree with you. You know, I'll tell you something. Both,
4: I mean, once both you go of to these three topics, cheeseburgers I think in one Jonathan
5: day, Colton it's said, time. verbal people, I mean, the mouth is a very important. Uh, thing for 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 words articulation expressing your feelings, and also for more importantly eating, and I think that's an important factor. Yeah, he did say the constant eating annoys you the very okay. most.
4: Okay, so you gave me the answer. Does do the way, still, does it still count? Yeah, I, it still counts. I, I mean, because yeah. gum needs... is also with the mouth, so it's also. But Jim also, just so you know, in, in case just. A, just he's he's warming up for eating with the gum but Can I, it's like he's working out for eating that's his training for yeah eating? he's training
0: so i feel like this is gonna work out really in your favor because you only have one question left great if jim hadn't gone into comedy what did he say he would be doing for a living
5: um i wonder what you're gonna answer here um why are you
4: answering my question? Is yeah. she is it for me? you want know. to answer this the question? This is
5: conversation. This is oh, it is a driver's test. Okay,
0: what, what do you think he said he would do if he couldn't do comedy, or if he decided not to go into it?
5: <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know if I should give you a hint or not.
4: No, that's cheating. Um, I think that if he didn't go into comedy, he would be a
5: farmer. I don't like being outside. <laughs> but. The thing, I think there is something appealing about farming. Like you really
4: wanted to be a farmer.
5: I did. really wanted to well,
0: be a farmer. Well, if you love food, why wouldn't you want to make it so you could constantly have it? Yeah, but it. there's also,
5: your, you know, there's a creative aspect to it. Sure. And there's no people. That's appealing, too.
4: Well, I do have to say that we got this little plot. And we were like, let's grow something. And so I got like some tomato plants and whatever. And Jim got like popcorn. And he was like, we're going to make, we're going to plant corn. And I was like, please, you can't <laughs> just put popcorn in the thing. And the corn grew like oh this God. tall. Yeah. And everything else died. And I was like, how did you? He goes, I, I wanted to be a farmer. Yeah. That's, and he's like, I know how to grow corn.
5: That is what like, he said, awesome. yeah. And there's also. Is that a, what he
4: said? That is what he said. That's Are you fair
5: kidding? Fair. That's fair, fair.
4: I'm driving already, baby.
5: There you go.
0: Yeah, you did it. Congratulations, Jeannie. You Thank won you. the game. Perfect score. Give me. Thank you so much, Jeannie and Jim. We will see you later in the show for your own challenge. Have about a huge hand for Jeannie Gaffigan and Jim Gaffigan. Whether you live in a tiny New York City apartment or on a Texas ranch, get out of your house and come see us live. You can even be a contestant on our show. Just go to amatickets.org. Oh,
3: you nasty
0: For our next game, we have Sabina Bruckner and Frida Oscardaughter. You both have rather unique names. Did you always appreciate your unique name,
5: Frida? I actually did not. When I was younger, I did a little um, bit when my parents had guests over, and I made them call me Jessica.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. As Ophira, I wanted to be Julie so badly, that was the name I wanted. Sabina? Well, I grew up with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so that was a little rough, and now I have to just spell my name Sabina without an R, and my last name is Bruckner without a C, so I'm just spelling all the time. Right. That's what most of us do. We're just spelling our whole life. (laughs) Well, you are going to need that exact skill for this next game called Spell My Name. (laughs) And it's a musical game, so I'm going to toss it over to our house musician, Jonathan Colton.
1: Thank you, Afira. So if you are just learning the guitar and all you know is three chords, chances are you have tried to play the classic rock song Gloria, written by Van Morrison. It's the one that goes like this. G-L-O-R You know that one. In this game, I will be singing clues about other women, real and fictional, whose first name has six letters and ends in I-A. So you will just tell me who I am singing about, but we would appreciate it if you would spell it and sing it in the Van Morrison style. (laughs) Don't be embarrassed. I'm singing on the radio. It feels amazing. (laughs) The winner of this round will go on to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: In the
6: movie Grease, she caught Travolta's glance. She was a shy Australian girl, till she wore leather pants.
1: Frida? (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah? S-A-N-D-Y, (gasps) Sandy?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. We're looking for. They all end in I A and have six I knew that when letters. I rang in. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sabina, do you know the answer?
0: Olivia. O L I V I A. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: Did you have a spelling error or just a moment of panic, Frida? What uh, happened?
5: That was her name in the movie.
1: Yeah, That's no. True. no.
5: <laughs> I'm a big Grease fan, so I just wanted to say true to the movie. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go. The
6: eldest daughter, Brady Bunch fame. Sister Jan so jealous. Three times she yells her name.
1: Frida.
5: Marsha. M-A-R-C-I-A. M-A-R-C-I-A. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: right.
0: That name has not made a comeback, really. Marsha? Marsha.
1: Yeah, I guess it's one of those things. It's a, very, it's a pretty prominent uh, memory in our cultural consciousness. You don't and wanna, you,
0: no one's ready for that yet? He's going
1: to be saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha your whole life.
0: It's terrible. I so. It's now Madison, 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 or something <laughs> yeah, like that's that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> She loved to fly.
6: Was an aviatrix for a solo woman to cross the Atlantic. Not really a rhyme. It's OK. Her next adventure, circumnavigation, got lost in the Pacific.
1: And there's no more information. Frida.
4: Amelia. Yeah. A. M-E-L-I-A yes. That's
1: right I like, I like how you slow down to half tempo when it's time to spell it I I'm any mistakes. not a musician no.
6: This Aussie actress Married Ellen DeGee In Arrested Development She portrayed Lindsay
1: Subpoena.
0: Porsche, Portia. P-O-R-T-I-A. Yeah. <laughs> she chose that name, by the way. Portia de Rossi. That is not her real name.
1: Oh, really? What was her original name?
0: Uh, it's like Amanda. It's something very simple, Amanda. You know what I'm talking about? But that's, I think that's pretty bold to be like Amanda Rogers or whatever and be like, no, 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 my new name is Portia de Rossi. Yeah.
1: That's a pretty fancy upgrade right I there. I should
0: change my name to like Chevrolet Da Vinci.
1: <laughs> it's less NPR. <laughs>
0: Prius. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, Prius Da Vinci. That's it. <laughs> Prius a, Da Vinci. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: This is your last clue.
6: She and Jay Z praise
1: the New York City they love
6: the concrete jungle is where dreams
1: are made of Sabina
0: Alicia A-L-I-C-I-A
1: Yeah, <laughs> right on <laughs> Puzzle Guru Archung, how did our contestants do? It was
2: a close game, but the winner was Sabina Sabina <laughs>
0: Coming up, we'll put our VIP Jim Gaffigan in the puzzle hot pocket seat. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Bulletproof Coffee, working to turn your morning coffee into a favorite breakfast treat. You don't need a fancy coffee maker, just a unique recipe. Imagine a cross between a latte and a breakfast smoothie designed to keep you full and energized for hours. Visit Bulletproof.com and you'll get $10 off your first order when you enter the coupon code NPR. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And for a game titled Pop Culture 101, we have Michael Kelman and Leah Shiano. Can you tell me anything about your most memorable professor?
4: Yeah, so my sophomore year, I had a children's literature professor, who I actually had two more times after that, all in children's lit, and she is the reason why I work in children's lit now.
0: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That is a, I, that, you know, I said memorable. It didn't have to be good or bad. You chose good, influential, changed your life. Those are the kind of stories you want to hear. How about you, Michael? So I, I uh, had a very uh, memorable English professor also in college. I, I took him, I think, uh, five times. It was a small college. There weren't very many good teachers. <laughs> um, so, But he, he was very, uh, a big stickler, really uh, very serious about his work. And I, I, what was memorable, or one of the things, was uh, I asked him for a recommendation. And he had to think a long time before agreeing to give it to me and then wrote a recommendation, which wasn't actually all that positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he spun it well. Did you use the recommendation? Oh, yeah. got me into grad school. Really? All right. So it's good to know you don't need a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Just honest. Just honest. Now, Jonathan, you went to a small, not-so-great school called um, Yale.
1: Yeah, in New Haven, Connecticut. That's right. (laughs) College in New Haven. Were
0: there any uh, memorable professors? There
1: were a lot lot of memorable professors. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah. My favorite one was my Italian professor, whose name was Massimo Lolini. (laughs)
0: It's not a real name. It is <laughs> Massimo,
1: which means you know Massimo. the most. Mm-hmm. And he was a giant Italian man, with uh, long, uh, brown curly hair, like down to the middle of his back. <laughs> giant hands, and he found out that a friend of mine and I played guitar, and insisted on giving us these Italian pop songs to learn for every class oh, and no. play. And we would always segue into other songs just as a joke and kind of to mess with them. Because when we would segue into other songs, we'd be like, no, no, no. It was very funny. <laughs> He's a very charming man. I miss him.
0: Did you learn Italian? Oh, see. Si. Oh, <laughs> very good.
1: In this game, we have written up reviews of some fictional professors. And you have to guess who we're talking about.
0: All right, so give us the fictional professor that you think this review is all about an archaeology student wrote everyone raves about his treasure hunting class but he was barely there to teach it due to mysterious sabbaticals (laughs) also he was always mentioning his fear of
3: snakes
0: (laughs) leah professor indiana jones henry jones jr yes you're (laughs) correct that's just my pet snake reggie i hate snakes Jacques. I hate him!
1: You should do the whole movie. (laughs) This professor got five stars from all but one student who wrote, His teaching style in our criminal investigation class was almost as flamboyant as his purple suits. And he was always bringing in props. A revolver, some rope, a candlestick, and even a lead pipe. Michael. Professor Plum. You got it.
0: I didn't know what a lead pipe looked like before that game, by the way. (laughs) Important childhood lesson. I know, right? Oh, I also learned that um, to say that someone is a murderer, you don't need motive. (laughs) (laughs) A student from this professor's British accents and dialects class wrote, the man is clearly an expert, but most of us were really uncomfortable with how he treated his test subject, Eliza. But as an arrogant misogynist, he gets an A plus. Michael. Professor Henry Higgins. Yes, indeed. What a romantic. The uh, last line of that movie is, uh, Eliza, where the devil are my slippers? Yeah,
1: he really loves her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A student from Hogwarts skewered this professor by writing, he was a decent defense against the dark arts instructor, but the only darkness we ever encountered was in his demeanor, figures, since he was also the head of Slytherin. Michael. Professor Severus Snape. That's right.
0: All right, this is your last clue. This visiting lecturer from Europe got low marks. One student explained, he confided to my anatomy class that he had plans to stitch together the body parts that he's been collecting. And every now and then, he started screaming, it's alive! It's alive! Michael. Professor Frankenstein. That's right, exactly. I love the idea of him getting grants to go in a lecture circuit. Why not? Let's go to our puzzle guru. Archung, how do our contestants do?
2: They both did great, but congratulations, Michael. You get an A plus in this game. You're moving on to the final round.
0: Let's welcome back our very important puzzler, Jim
5: Gaffigan. Oh. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. That means thank you. Well, it would be weird if they didn't clap, right? <laughs> if they're like, here's Jim Gaffigan, you're like, oh, let's see.
0: Well, Here we go. You are familiar with the latest trend, uh, the dad bod?
5: Yeah, I think I do. Yeah? Yes.
0: How do you feel about it?
5: I feel like um, for every David Beckham... there's a lot of dad bods.
0: (laughs) I mean, you make a name for yourself writing material about food uh, and, like, not healthy food, right? Hot dogs, bacon, Hot Pockets, cake. Do you ever get any backlash from health nuts that are like, you need to send a better message out there?
5: Um... My wife, my lovely wife, (laughs) we wrote a book that was decidedly not health focused and there was an ongoing debate for a month. She wanted me to include a disclaimer at the beginning that said, no one should eat like this. (laughs) So, yeah, there's definitely, um, you know, there are definitely people that are, uh, think that I'm a proponent of unhealthy eating. I'm like the opposite of Michelle Obama.
0: Right. And it's true that you predicted a menu item at Dunkin Donuts what like 10 years ago in a comedy act?
5: I prefer the term profit. <laughs> uh, food profit, if you will. I mean, it is frightening cuz in the joke I I you know, I commented that someone at Dunkin Donuts was hearing this joke, and was going to follow up and do it. And they did it. Which
0: is the glazed donut breakfast sandwich, is what... Yes. Have you tasted the glazed donut bacon sandwich?
5: Yes, I have. I've been to a state fair. Uh, (laughs) It's not America's proudest moment. (laughs) But it shows that innovation is still alive. Sure, the, you know, the You know, Silicon Valley is doing important stuff, but what about the fast food companies? They're doing some good. Well, your quiz is naturally about foods that help you get the
0: dad bod you've always dreamed of.
5: I hope I do well on this. You're going to do great. I've done enough research. Right?
0: If you get enough correct, Megan Byers of Anchorage, Alaska is going to be sent and ask me
5: another prize. I'm ready.
0: Okay, so... Here is some fun facts. The package of what Kellogg's breakfast pastry carries the following warning Due to possible risk of fire, never leave your toasting appliance or microwave unattended.
5: Oh, um, Lego waffles. Lego waffles. I don't know. I That's don't a know, good Brands. Idea. Like, I love how people are disappointed. <laughs> They're like, you know what? This guy's a charade. <laughs> He, you know, he pretends to eat horribly, but he doesn't know the packaging. Pop-Tarts is what we were going for. Oh, Pop-Tarts? Yeah. Oh, that's... I feel disappointed. I should have... (laughs) I feel like I let America down a little bit. (laughs) It is amazing, you know, having over 1,000 children to see cuz my wife you know does not buy like pop tarts but you know the, inevitably they come across it and they're they're baffled they're 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 amazed they're like why aren't we eating these all the time it's kind of like when you have a kid from new york city and they visit los angeles they're like why don't we live here right. why would we be living there When the business you work in is here.
0: According to their official websites, which of these foods has the most calories? Is it A, one classic Cinnabon roll, B, one McDonald's double quarter pounder with cheese.
5: Delicious.
0: Or a half family tray of KFC extra crispy tenders with a biscuit and a 12 ounce Dr. Pepper.
5: I'll have all of those. Um, All right, so let's break this down. All right. First of all, we all know that Cinnabons are are lethal, right? Yep. But that's where you're trying to trick me. Could be. And then what's the second one? Double quarter pounder with cheese. Delicious. (laughs) And then there's that KFC stuff. By the way, the good people at KFC sent me an enormous painting of me with Colonel Sanders. What? Where, and I have I have material about KFC bowls, but you know, it's not like I'm this huge advocate. Maybe they were like, this guy's eating himself to death. <laughs> Let's send him a painting. It's gotta it's gotta be the Cinnabon.
0: It is the Cinnabon right. Right. 880 calories In one classic Cinnabon Oh everyone roll. act like They've
5: never eaten one <laughs> like Whoa Unbelievable I only go to Wolfgang Puck And get a salad I've never even smelled one
0: Yeah the healthy choice Is the double quarter pounder With cheese Delicious Yeah. <laughs> Alright, this is your last question In 2004 A Pittsburgh man named Carl Grady Unsuccessfully sued The makers of what snack Claiming that the Triangular chips were so hard And had such sharp Corners They tore his little gentle esophagus
5: I think we all know this answer <laughs> yes. um, Alright, Triangles uh, the go-to thing is you would go to Doritos, right? But I think Cheez-Its might be triangle. No, well, there's a version of it. Um, it's got to be Doritos.
0: It is Doritos. Yes.
5: Got to be Doritos.
0: I have seen those three in just the 3D. I think they make it. We had them.
5: You and, know we, you know our kids had a piano recital, and like responsible parents, we went into Subway and got them yeah. some chips. And Good my parents. kids got like the healthy kind of uh, ones, and I got the three D ones, because I have the soul of a ten year old, <laughs> and uh, delicious chemicals. That's what I would say. Jonathan, you're nodding. You've had them. Doritos. I'm. I was with you on the double quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah.
1: It's my favorite McDonald's yes. burger. Absolutely. And Doritos, I would have any flavor of Dorito. Yeah. Sight unseen. Put it in my mouth. I yeah. want to eat it. It's going to be delicious. I yeah. guarantee.
0: Uh, you did amazing. You were perfect. Thanks so congratulations. So much. Thank you
5: so much. Thanks so much, guys.
0: You and Megan Byers both get an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. One more time for our VIP, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from our prior games, AJ, Josh, Sabina, and Michael. And our puzzle guru, Art Chung, will lead our Ask Me One More final round. Thanks, Afira. This final round is called
2: Get in Shape. Every correct answer will be a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains the name of a geometric shape or figure. So for example, if I said, it's the New York City location where the ball drops on New Year's Eve, you would say Times Square. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. you only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. For your prize, you received a Whole Foods bag of junk food, signed by and picked over by Jim Gaffigan. Here we go. AJ. Fraud in which victims are enticed to recruit further victims with the promise of recruitment commissions. A pyramid scheme? That's right. Josh, a hip-hop star behind the pioneering rap group NWA, who also starred in the Friday franchise... Kevin Hart. I know that's That's not not right, right. but... We'll go to Sabina. Do you know the answer? Ice Cube? That's correct. Thank you, Josh. Josh is out. We're to Michael. Long-running TV game show in which contestants have to guess whether celebrities are answering questions truthfully to claim spaces in a tic-tac-toe competition. Hollywood Squares. You got it. (laughs) AJ, a recurring 1970s Saturday Night Live sketch about a family of aliens who claim they're originally from France. Uh, The Coneheads. That's right. (laughs) Sabina, the opening lyrics to this song from the Disney musical The Lion King are in Zulu, not Swahili. Circle of life. Yep. Nice pull, Sabina. Michael, you can become the mayor of your local coffee shop and collect badges thanks to this location-based check-in app with over 50 million users. I'm going to have to give you three seconds. Squarespace. No, I'm sorry, that's not right. AJ, do you know the answer? Foursquare? Yes, that's right, Foursquare. Thank you, Michael. We're down to Sabina and AJ. Sabina, a materialistic song memorably performed by Marilyn Monroe in the film Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's right. AJ, in Washington, D.C., it's the nickname for the grassy oval park south of the White House. DuPont Circle? Ooh, no, I'm sorry. They're, it's not south of the White House. That's not what we're looking for. Sabina, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. It's
0: the Ellipse. That's right. Yeah. Nice job, Sabina. Congratulations. You are our Ask Me Another big winner. Enjoy your autographed snacks. Well done. That is our show. Thank you so much for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live. Go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Others puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Nark Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Coulton. Valjolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Janet Falk, Matt Foster, Greg Lightman, Natasha Lake, and Danielle Thompson. Ask Me Others produced by Josh Rogerson, Denny Shin, Lena Masitsis, Annabelle Bacon, and our intern Mackenzie Austin. Our executive producer is Jesse Baker. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Gokabe, and David Hurtgen. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Here's something else you should check out. Alt Latino. It's a weekly dive into the world of Latin alternative music and culture, featuring sounds like psychedelic tropical music from the jungles of Peru, and Mexican folk rhythms mixed with electronica. So hear from the Latino artists that are changing and challenging the established order every week on Alt Latino from NPR Music at npr.org slash podcasts, and you can check it out on your NPR One app. App. next on ask me another graphic novelist and illustrator adrian tomina talks about his first cover for the new yorker and jonathan colton puts time in a bottle well there never seems to be enough time to
6: plan the perfect homicide but i found it
0: join me ophira eisenberg on npr's hour of puzzles word games and trivia